Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm used to saying good evening, everybody. It's kind of weird saying that, but we got a very special Thanksgiving Eve show. We've got the wonderful Philly rocker musician, John Fay coming up here shortly. It's going to be an awesome show, but happy Thanksgiving Eve. I uh, hope you're listening in. You're traveling safe. Be safe. Uh, be careful. So we're back at it this week. We had a wonderful show with Lenny DePaul. If you remember, Lenny was on A&E's Manhunters, and he's got the new show Hunting Hitler. It's going very well. Uh, awesome show. It's fun to talk to him and get to know his stories. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's now in podcast format on iTunes and everywhere else, so definitely check it out. But this week, we have Philly's music veteran, John Fay, and I saw him about a month ago, and he opened for Pat Benatar and uh, Neil Gerardo, and he was great. Just uh, a fun musician, very real, uh, but more on John shortly. Let's get to um, some major news here. So we had a major attacks in Paris uh, about a week and a half ago, as we all know. Um, and ISIS is really, going to, I think, going to be the topic, uh, which is front and center now. And um, I think it's really going to take a big piece into the uh, presidential campaign. Uh, they just continue to do what they do, and that's unfortunate. But hopefully all world leaders will uh, come together and handle this. And we just saw with uh, earlier Turkey shooting down a Russian uh, jet. Um, that's very disturbing as well as we're trying to bring all nations together. I just don't know. So Donald Trump is actually leading again in the Republican polls. Um, he made a comment too, uh, that thousands of Muslims were cheering in New Jersey when they saw the world trade center collapse. So it seems like he can basically say anything and it doesn't usually impact him. So it's very, uh, surprising, but he's definitely leading in the polls again. Some good news on jobless claims, uh, us weekly jobless claims total 260,000, and 270,000 um, was the estimate, but uh, you know we'll see how that continues to go. But we're gonna have John Fay up here very, very shortly. In about three minutes, he's gonna be coming on. Uh, Want to go over quickly the daily job cuts, which are out there right now. And daily job cuts uh, by dailyjobcuts.com. Chevron is letting go of 350 employees in the Gulf of Mexico. Mercy Health Facilities is indicating layoffs possible at their Youngstown area. No further information just yet. We'll see. Uh, The travel site Expedia is laying off about 40% of its orbit staff in Chicago. And HSBC is looking at 2,000 employees in its commercial bank division for restructuring. Honeywell Aerospace up to about 1,000 layoffs possible. No further details. We usually get details in the coming weeks, but they usually make an announcement that there's going to be some restructuring. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island partnering with Dell to improve tech services. They're laying off at 80 people and 130 are transferring to Dell. Uh, Tech Resources is a mining company and it's doing cost cutting, eliminating a thousand positions around the world. And Tribune Publishing is buying out about 500 employees, which is 7% of its workforce, which is they're taking a $47 million hit. So that's the news with dailyjobcuts.com. And usually this time of the year that we see, um, we basically, you know, see uh, a lot of, uh, downtime and and job cutting and things like that. It's mostly annual review time. Uh, We'll start to see things pick up, I think, right after the new year. Um, But in a few moments here, we'll bring on John Fay. Uh, As you guys know, um, John Fay has had two decades in the music business under his belt. He's, as we said, Philly rock veteran. 
and he's really taken matters into his own hands. His new solo album, Meddling Kid, which is releasing a song at a time until the full record drops here in the late part of 2015, is an artistic tour de force on which he plays every instrument and sings every note. And that's really amazing for, uh, I think, um, any artist these days. A lot of them don't perform their own music. But uh, lead single DNA is a scathing rebuke of skin-deep relationships and snap judgments in the age of Tinder and short tension spans. But John has really amassed an amazing career uh, dating back to his major uh, label days, fronting 90s alt-rockers, The Caulfields, whose single Devil's Diary cracked the modern rock top 40, and whose album tracks landed on soundtracks for Disney's The Babysitter's Club and Melrose Place. So um, John is truly an amazing musician. And as I said, I saw him play in front of uh, an audience in Delaware here. He was uh, opening for Pat Benatar, Neil Gerardo, and just, again, really wonderful musician. Played to the crowd very well, which is what I liked, and just answered questions and just um, just played his heart out, and it was good. But uh, he's got his uh, path in 2015 and 2016 set uh, with his new record and live band, um, and it's fittingly called John Fay and those meddling kids, so it's going to be a lot of fun. He's already got sold-out uh, headlining shows in his hometown here in Philly, and coveted slot at Radio 104.5 Summer Block. So let's go ahead and bring John on. Hey, John, are you on? Hey, how are you? Good, man. How are you? I was just uh, letting our listeners know a little bit about who you were, and uh, I totally forgot a little bit about uh, your early days uh, in the call fields uh, and, and things like that. So I was reading the bio, and I was like, oh, wow, I totally forgot about that. But welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome, uh, and happy Thanksgiving Eve to you as well. Hard to believe, isn't it? It is hard to believe. It's been a very rapid-fire year so far. Uh, I know. you you got a lot going on, so uh, we'll get to that uh, shortly. you got some, some good questions for you. But wanted to um, to talk to you today about how did you get your start in, um, in the music path? Like, What was sort of that, that moment for you that you said, hey, I want to be a musician? Um. I don't know that there was necessarily like a, a eureka moment that I decided I wanted to be a musician. You know, music was always something that was very present uh, for me growing up. Um, I had three older sisters who um, were very into music when I was very young. And um, I think just the, the influence of hearing their um, record collection throughout my youth just gave me uh a very deep appreciation of music in general. And then when I was about 14, uh, a good friend of mine uh, who remains a close friend even today, um, he had a drum set and I, I coveted it <laughs> from afar yeah. for quite a while. Awesome. Uh, I would look for excuses to go to his house to play his drums. And um, over time uh, that, that became like my first serious instrument. Um, and, uh, I just I just loved playing the drums and and learning um you know playing along to records and that kind of thing you know in in high school and stuff like that and I, I think right. that's just kind of on a path that has just never ended you know like I was always wanting to create music and um I I did it from that particular uh instrument for the first couple of years that I was into music and then as time went on, um, that's when I started to start to sing and play guitar and, and, and all that. Awesome. 
That's very, very cool. So what's what's your um, what's your why? What what drives you? You know, most people, you know, their wives, their family and, and mine, for example, is my, my wife and kids. It kind of drives me to be the very best I can and, and do my my startup business for them for the long term. But what's, what's your why? What drives you? Um, the thing that has always uh, driven me, I mean, it, it obviously it changes over time the longer you do mm-hmm. something. I mean, obviously, at this point in my career, um, my drive is very much to, uh, you know, be a good dad and 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 do what I got to do to, you know, support my kids and that kind of thing. But I think initially, you know, my passion for music was really rooted in how therapeutic it all was for me to create it, to play it. Um, and then uh, becoming a songwriter, it almost became a form of of uh, therapy in a way. Um, it was just a way to channel uh, whatever energy I was feeling, whether it was positive or negative. And oftentimes songwriting does come from a, a bit of a darker place. Um, right. But it was just this, this, this thing that I think um, it, it just provided so many things for me um, you know, it, it, it provided uh, a fun activity. It provided a way to get my innermost feelings out. Um, it provided me with something that I was good at when um, I wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, the guy that was, uh, you know, excelling in sports or, you know, right. a, a lot of the things that, you know, people growing up, you know, kind of look to um, to validate themselves. So, uh, once I kind of discovered that I was, you know, pretty good at it, then it, it became uh, a, a sort of a deeper uh, passion for me. Um, you know, in in terms of, like, <clears throat> continuing it over the long haul, as I said, you know, other factors come into your life. Um, I have two kids uh, who... Um, you know, they've been very inspirational to me. Some of my songs are inspired by them. And, awesome. um, so it's, it's really just a, a desire to, you know, um, follow your dreams, you know, and I've been lucky enough to do that. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I coach a lot of people in their, their careers and that's one thing I hear people want to follow their dreams and they get, you know, they get so scared to kind of, to do it. It just seems so overwhelming and a lot, but I mean, I'm sure you had, you know, a lot of fears at times. I mean, what was that like sometimes, you know, you get the fear and how did you sort of battle through that? No, I mean, for me, the, um, I think the, the, the fear was letting down the people that love you and, and right. are, you know, I mean, I never really had, um, a specific fear that that I uh, I couldn't pursue it. You know, I've I've always been kind of uh, of the mind that you know what is the alternative to not following your dreams. You know, like I I learned pretty early on that I I wasn't cut out for certain things. You know, a nine to five right. job, example. Um, yep. You know, or or you know, I mean, I did a lot of what you would call like odd jobs in in the years when I decided I wanted to pursue music seriously but couldn't make a living at it. So, um, you know, I did, you know, some of the weirdest stuff, you know, like I was like uh, an assistant groundskeeper on a big estate in Delaware. Um, uh, okay. 
I and you know within that job, you know, you can just imagine all of the things that you know <laughs> right. right. Are involved in that, you know, like cleaning chicken houses and <laughs> not fun. I was a I was a pizza guy for a long time. Um, I, you know, I always, uh, I, sometimes I tell this story about, uh, what I consider to be like hitting rock bottom with like, uh, you know, like the typical job world, or I don't even know if it's typical, but I, I got this, right. uh, I part-time, uh, job answered an ad to deliver phone books. And, um, I loaded up my car, uh, <laughs> with like, you know, five dozen phone books or however many could fit in the trunk. Right. <laughs> uh, I actually like basically had like a little mini breakdown over it, you know, because I, I realized that like, you know, if this was my future, like I just couldn't handle it. And it was really right. at that when I was like, you know, I got to just pursue what I want to pursue and, you know, not even really think about like, you know, consequences be damned, you know, like, you, you know, it's yeah. something that's so deep that, um, you know, I, I really said to myself, you know, there is no plan B for me. <laughs> I'm going to just do this and whatever happens, happens. And that's kind of how it's been all along, you know? Right. I, I like that. that. That's a great, that's a great thing. No plan B. I think a lot of people too, they kind of do, okay, here's my plan A. This is my dream. I got plan B, C, D, E, and F. And some people even have like, you know, G and H and, you know, I say, well, Hey, yeah. you, you got to have your plan A. My mentality has always been, you know, if there is a plan B, it's pretty inevitable that you go to it because right. yeah, pursuing something that really is a passion uh, you know, there's a lot of hard work involved with it, you know, and sometimes, you know, if, if there is something else you know, in the face that you could be doing in the face of the adversities that you encounter, you know, a lot of people just, you know, figure, well, why beat myself up? Why kill myself to do this? You know, but for me, it was just such a, um, you know, you kind of realize that that's what you were put here to do, you know, right. so did it. And it, you know, that's not to say that it doesn't come with an incredibly uh, large amount of hard work and um, trade-offs, you know, uh, like being an entrepreneur or self-employed or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that comes at a cost and um, you know, I've had to adapt my lifestyle to be a certain way in order to um, pursue what I want to pursue. And it's, Right. Um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you don't, you don't get to have things that people that have a steady kind of a life have, right. you know, but it's a trade-off. Everything is. Um, so, uh, that's, but it's, that's just been the way that I've, I've looked at it, you know, and I've been really lucky also that, um, as I've, uh, gotten further along in my music career that I've had several kind of offshoots of it that, uh, I still consider, you know, to be part of uh, kind of like the the ecosystem of my career, right. I guess. You know, the teaching, um, you know, about uh, eight or so years ago, I got a job at Drexel University teaching songwriting there. And uh, it all kind of, everything kind of ties in uh, 
at this point, you know, with like, you know, being a teacher of music and, you know, that kind of in some ways fuels how I uh, do my own music now because, you know, I've got kind of my finger on the pulse of what uh, the generation behind me is, uh, is, um, is into and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. That's great. So, you know, with all the stuff that you're doing, you know, you've obviously got a, you know, pretty big career going for you. How do you keep a good balance of it, you know, being, you know, with life and, and just family and things like that? Because I know speaking from an entrepreneur, it's basically almost, you know, 24-7, you know, you're answering people in the middle of the night sometimes. Uh, sometimes it could be that extreme. But how, how do you, what's your sort of secret sauce to keep a good balance of things? Well, I think it's important to always realize that um, your loved ones are are the reason that you're doing all this hard work, so they have to come first. Um, And it it hasn't always been easy to strike that balance, you know. I mean, especially in my early part of my career when I was in a band that was signed to a major label, um, you're traveling a lot, you're away from home a lot. Um, I didn't have kids at that time, but a few years later I did, and that really informed my career decisions um, after that point, you know, when I, when I was, uh, when the call fields were dropped by A&M Records after two albums, um, I was at a crossroads where I had to decide, you know, am I going to keep going? You know, I'm, um, you know, I was uh, definitely um, on my way to having a family at that point, and it was, it was a different kind of balance I had to strike, you know, especially right. being an independent a musician after that point um, and being completely, you know, reliant on my own uh, wits to, you know, move forward. Yep. That's great. So um, Meddling Kid is the title of your new album. Um, so what's it all about? <clears throat> um, called the album Meddling Kid because um, that's kind of a, what I consider to be like my the, the root of who I am. Um, you know, I I I made the record um in a, a true solo fashion in that I played every instrument on it. I created every sound on it except for uh one um backup vocal part that I invited my ex bandmates like to sing. Um, I wanted it to serve as a reminder to me uh, of why I do what I do. Um, right. You know, I, I feel like so often in life when you have a, a passion at a young age or, you know, I've always felt like the ideas that you have at a young age, while they may not, sometimes they may be misguided or whatever, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of brilliance <laughs> that exists oh, yeah. when we are young, you know, because we haven't really been kind of tamped down by the world. And, um, yeah. you know, and I, I feel like it's, it's something that I want to kind of stand up for is the idea of holding on to the spirit uh, of, of, of yourself at a certain stage in your life. And never really fully let it go of that. Obviously, you grow, you gain responsibilities, and that yep. kind of thing. I feel like the 
I've been able to continue doing what I do is that I don't really see myself as having um, gotten older, particularly. I, I kind of see myself as the same person. You know, there's, yeah. there's been a lot of experience and a lot of, uh, a lot of things that I've gone through in my adult life. But, you know, when I think of myself, like the core of myself, it's really that meddling kid. <laughs> That's cool. That I love that. Drums at, you know, 15 years old and, you know, coming up with all these like strange, bizarre ideas for things, you know, and just right. trying to be a creep. And, and um, that's that's what I try to maintain um, while still, um, you know, being a responsible adult, which, you know, that in and, of, in and of itself is a balance too, but I think it's important. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and I love just the, you know, you, you could feel the authenticity, you know, because I was telling our listeners, I saw you open for, for Pat Benatar and Neil Gerardo. So I, you just sort of the, the, the feeling and the pulse that I got from you coming off stage, I really just felt connected to every song, especially the, you know, the church and state song. I love it. And it's just, just a beautiful song. And, you know, it's just, you just really feel that. So that's great stuff. Well, I appreciate that. You know, the, the Pat Benatar show was a very, very cool experience. Um, it was an unexpected experience because I literally got the show maybe like five days before it happened. Oh, wow. Um, That's neat. But, you know, it was so that made it even more of uh, a special thing for me. Right. That, that must have been neat. I mean, what was that like? Just kind of, you know, being backstage there and saying, "Wow, I'm opening for, you know, for Pat and, and Neil." That must have been <laughs> well, something you know, special. I mean, the the opening for a major uh, artist thing is not something that's new for me. I mean, I've I've opened for or shared stages with so many uh, known people. Um, you know, I mean, everybody from REM to Bon Jovi to the Ramones. Oh, wow. Um, you know, there's a list of probably about 60 artists that um, I've been on the bill with in my career uh, that that are named people. Um, the 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 thing about the Pat Benatar show was that um, this was a pretty uh, intimate um, situation, you know, that I had ever played solo um, in that in quite that large of a situation. I'm very used to right. playing solo, enjoy it. Um, but to be up there by yourself on stage at a place like the Grand Opera House, um, that made me nervous. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Uh, it was the kind of nervous that I really hadn't felt in a while, you know, because when I go on stage with a band, um, I feel really confident generally right. you know you have you know you have a little bit of butterflies before every show but um this particular show um i was i was freaking out a little bit and thank god for <laughs> my girl who calmed me down and kind of uh took the role of my manager for the day <laughs> and got a lot oh, of things good. done to just kind of collect myself um because you know i mean you're you're singing your heart out in front of you know 1500 people or however many people are in there and right. um and when you're by yourself it's just a different experience so um but yeah you know it's definitely one that I will remember 
always. <laughs> no, that's great. No, this was a great show and uh, appreciated your just authenticity there. It was was awesome to see you perform and, and fell in love with the songs. And I think you got a you got some really uh, good new people that may not have heard heard of you before. So. Yeah, that that was one of the most uh, wonderful things about it for me was you know when when you're the opening act you know there might have been seven or ten people in the whole building that even knew who I was and to uh, to get the kind of very warm and giving um, reception that I got was really a nice feeling. It was very cool. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it was well deserved though for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. So before we wrap up here, got a couple other um, questions for you. So what's one piece of advice that you can um, give to our viewers? Like if you had like one, just one piece of advice, you could say, Hey, this is, this is a great piece of advice for you. What would that be? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, no matter what you're pursuing, I think the thing that has kind of um, allowed me to, to keep on my path is that I've really learned um, to embrace change, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people uh, kind of have a very maybe rigid idea of how to get from point A to point B, or or you know, achieving the success they want to achieve. And right. the thing that I have found uh, that's allowed me to keep going is that change is almost always a good thing. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you may have listed the fairly large number of different bands and projects that I've been involved with over the two and a half decades I've been doing this. Right. And, you know, each time that I've had to move on, um, you know, it's become a little more of an exciting thing as opposed to a thing that I'm mourning. You know, when the call fields broke up, it was definitely very hard. You know, um, that yeah. band and the the members of that band actually were in, were pretty much in a group together preceding the call field. So we had gotcha. all been playing for a, about a, roughly a decade oh, together. Wow. When you are kind of almost forced out of the, out of the situation. Um, you know, you you have like a lot of of tough emotions to work through, and plus the decisions that you have to make to either move forward or or not. Um, as the years have gone by, I've played in bands and and been part of projects that have you know still lasted for several years, but. Um, I've gotten more amenable uh, to when change happens. I look at it as an opportunity, and I look at it as something that's exciting, and I look at it as um, a, a thing that is normal. <laughs> you know, right? It's, yeah, it's it's what? not something to feel like, oh well, I couldn't make this work, so I so I or I'm moving on, so right. therefore this other thing was all for naught or something, you know. And gotcha. in all honesty, I, 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 um, even with relationships, you know, like I was, uh, um, I was married to the mother of my kids for a long time, and um, we got divorced several years ago. But um, 
fortunately for everyone in my family, um, we get along really well, and we we don't consider ourselves to have failed. You know what I'm saying? We we had some differences. We had to move on, but we both are uh, very uh, concerned for um, our the lives of our kids, and we do everything right. uh, done for them. <clears throat> so yeah. even in a personal realm, I feel like you know the the change was good for me. Um, and and I'm so excited to be in the relationship that I'm in now, and and we are uh, we're actually both entrepreneurs. My girlfriend uh, Sarah has uh, her own um, fashion design company called Girl Friday, which oh, awesome. um, she's doing really well with. And um, it's very cool for me to be in a relationship where both of us have the entrepreneurial spirit because I've never really had that before. And right. it's, it's very, um, you know, just to be in an art, like a, a, a household that um, just likes to be artistic and, and enjoys it for its own sake. And if we can make a living doing it, uh, all the better, you know? So yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really place right now and I'm very very happy about that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Sounds like things are going really really well for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's awesome. So, last question I have for you is um so you sit down at a table and right across from you, uh, your younger self comes in and sits down in front of you. What would you say to your yeah. younger self? Uh, you know, here, here's the thing with me, and I, this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about the whole, you know, meddling kid concept. It's like I talk to my younger self every day. <laughs> you know, right. it's, not, it's not like that younger self has ever really left me. So um, I don't. I feel like I don't really quite have the same experience of, uh, you know, thinking of like, wow. 20-year-old me, what would I have, you know, what would I say? Like, 20-year-old me is talking to you right now, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. That's the whole whole thing of, like, you know, how I've kind of decided to live. You know, maybe, you know, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's, like, split personality or something, but, like. No, no, I uh, I think it's great. No, like, but I, I really do feel like, you know, um, you know, I, I just feel like the same person. So it's I don't I don't draw these distinct lines of like eras of my life or or you know like I know that I'm a different person at, at you know I just turned 49 over the weekend. Um, I know I'm a different person now uh, because of the experiences that I've gone right. through. That's what gives you knowledge. Um, but as far as core and the soul of who I am, it's the same guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, and and that's – so I, I just, you know, I'm constantly talking to younger me. <laughs> that's cool. I love it. I love that. I've never heard that before, but that, that, that is that – is, uh... Really neat. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I mean, you stay true to your core. You know, you're you're basically the same person. So, you know, some people do change quite a bit, and they go through a lot of, a lot of drastic changes. And obviously, you've had a you know an amazing career so far. And uh, you know, and we all do. We all great. go through. You know, yeah. I mean, I've I've been married. I've been divorced. I've had kids. 
I've been in all these bands. I lost my mother. You know, my father passed away when I was little. So, you know, like when I was in my mid-40s, I became, you know, I, I said to myself out loud, well, I'm an orphan now. Right. That that probably is, you know, probably tells you a little something about how I view myself. You know, like that was me, you know, that was that was young me saying out loud. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you don't really think of a, a, a guy who's been through everything I've been through in his 40s saying that out loud right. to himself. But, you know, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you very, very much. Uh, this has been a pleasure to uh, to interview you and uh, and get to know you. Um, again, I, I said, you know, I, I just I, really I, think. Thanks for your patience. I know this took a long time to get together. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm glad. I, I figured we would we would one day. And and um, somebody was asking me, when are you going to get John on? When are you going to get John? I said, yeah, I said, our schedule has been kind of crazy. And I had some hiccups, you know, learning this system as well. And I said, I figured we, we'd get there. I said, you know, no worries at all. I said, you just got to trust the process and, and know it'll it'll work. And when it's meant to be, it's it's meant to be and it comes together. And here we are having a, a great show on Thanksgiving Eve. You can't beat that. So to me, it's, it's exciting. Sure. And uh, Good stuff. So, well, thank you again very much, John. I really appreciate your time today, and, and you have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving with your family. And uh, I'm sure I definitely will we'll see you soon at a at a local event here. Very cool. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks yep. for having me. Take care. All right. Bye, bye, John. Bye. All right, everybody. That was John Fay. Absolutely amazing. Very raw, uncut, and authentic. Um, really cool how we talked about you know, talking to his younger self, he's just the same person. So he's kind of talking to, um, his, you know, same self, uh, today, um, never heard that before, but I think that's really, really neat. Um, so want to give you guys a little bit more info on John. So you can go to johnfay.com. That's J O H N F A Y E.com. So it's John F as in Frank, A as in Apple, Y as in yellow, E as in electric.com. And you can find all his information on there, his store, calendar, bio blog, and um, he's got a lot of good events uh, coming up on Friday, November 27th. The Meddling Kid digital re- uh, release is coming Saturday, December 26th at the World Cafe Live. He's going to be there. Um, he's on Facebook as well under John Fay. So check him out. Really good guy. And I think you'll uh, enjoy his music as much as uh, I have. So that's all the time we've actually had for today. I want to wish everybody a very, very um, happy Thanksgiving. And join me next week for another weekly show. We've got a really good guest coming up. I'll let everybody know that very soon. Find me at Facebook uh, at facebook.com forward slash Joe Wu fan page, Twitter at Joe Reichowski, Google plus Joe And thank you all for listening. And thank you for being a part of this journey. Good night, everybody. And live amazing. <laughs>